0: Welcome to the Black Girl's Guide to Natural Medicine. This podcast highlights the benefits of natural medicine as it pertains to Black women's health. It provides education and evidence-based holistic resources to address everyday health concerns for Black women of all ages and their families. This podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only, and is not intended to provide medical advice please consult with your naturopathic doctor or other medical care provider before adopting any recommendations mentioned in this show. Now, let's get started. hey everyone it's dr sarah i'm just hopping on really quick to let you know that there are going to be points in this episode where the background noise was ridiculously loud i did my best to level it out and crowd out that noise but you can still hear the cackling in the background so please excuse that i hope you enjoy today's episode and i'll talk to you guys later hi everyone welcome back to another episode I am so excited to be here. We are almost done with season one. We have, I think, three more episodes. I am starting a hormone series, and that's going to be a three-parter. And then we'll just be wrapping it up with a summary of all that we've discussed during season one. So let's get started with today's topic. As a naturopathic doctor, I see a lot of women who want to balance their hormones, but they don't really know what that entails. And after lots of Google searches, they quickly become very overwhelmed. So I decided to dedicate a few episodes to hormone balancing. Over the next few episodes, I'll be talking about hormones like estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Signs you have too much or too little of them, and different ways to address this imbalance. And today, we are starting with estrogen. So, here are some common questions that I often get from clients and even folks that find me on social media. Well, how do I know that my hormones are off? And what should I be looking for? And aren't these just symptoms of just a normal part of being a woman? And the answer to that last question is no, ma'am. No, your intense PMS symptoms, heavy periods, and those annoying chin hairs that always seem to pop up at the most inconvenient time, those are not normal parts of womanhood. So let's start with a little bit of background. I'll try not to get too sciency for you guys. But what is estrogen? Estrogen is a hormone that plays various roles in our body. It helps promote the growth of the uterine lining and the development of the egg. It contributes to ovulation, supports your metabolism, and even promotes a healthy libido. Overall, it helps you feel happy, energized, confident, mentally sharp, and productive. Now, there are three different types of estrogen. We have estrone, or E1, which is a weaker form of estrogen that's higher in postmenopausal women. Then you have estradiol, or E2, which is the most common form of estrogen present in both women and men. And lastly, we have estriol, or E3. It helps prepare the body for childbirth during pregnancy. Estrogen is made in the ovaries, adrenal glands, and even our fat. Now, for menstruating women, estrogen levels change from the lowest levels during their period or their menses to a peak just before ovulation, followed by a sharp decline in the days after ovulation. Then it rises to a second but smaller peak about a week after ovulation, and then it gradually declines through the end of your cycle into your next period. For menopausal women, estrogen, once the ovaries begin to stop producing estrogen and menopause, begins, which is 12 consecutive months of not having a menstrual cycle. Estrogen is still present, though at very low levels, and that's due to the production of estrogen by your adrenal glands and, like I said earlier, your fat tissue. Now, in men, estrogens remain relatively low throughout their life, but they gradually increase in adulthood as their testosterone levels gradually decrease. So estrogen and testosterone exist in a ratio, and as one goes up, the other, or excuse me, as one goes down, the other naturally goes up. Now what does estrogen dominance mean? Well, estrogen dominance occurs when we have too much estrogen in our body and less of the other sex hormones, such as progesterone and testosterone. Now progesterone is a precursor to other hormones, both in men and women. And it plays a role in bone development, cognitive function, sleep quality, blood sugar balance, and energy production. And it primarily maintains hormonal balance. Now progesterone is especially important during the childbearing years. If you don't produce enough progesterone, you may have trouble getting or staying pregnant. And like estrogen, Progesterone levels can change throughout the cycle in menstruating women. It is low in the early part of the cycle during the period. It increases slowly around ovulation, and then it rises sharply following ovulation. Progesterone then declines just before menstruation. As men and women age, overall progesterone production gradually declines. Contributing to symptoms associated with menopause and low T in men. So now that we know what estrogen dominance is, what are some signs that you might be experiencing estrogen dominance? Well, they include PMS symptoms like menstrual headaches, breast tenderness, acne flare-ups, and mood changes, fibrocystic breasts, uterine fibroids, heavy bleeding, painful periods, Bloating, ovarian cysts, low libido, irregular menstrual cycle, mood swings, sluggish energy or fatigue, weight gain, trouble sleeping, hair loss, abdominal weight gain, brain fog. And brain fog pretty much looks like trouble recalling details or putting your thoughts together, depression, and anxiety what exactly causes estrogen dominance? Well, it's a mix of a bunch of different factors, including chronic stress, poor gut health, having what is called a sluggish liver, environmental toxins, commonly xenoestrogens, and lack of ovulation or low progesterone during the luteal phase of your cycle, which is the last half of your cycle after ovulation how is estrogen dominance diagnosed? Most doctors do not have a test specific for estrogen dominance, but when working up a client with signs of estrogen dominance, I look at any physical changes that they're experiencing, whether it's hair loss or hair growth, and there are also blood tests that can be ordered. There are hormone tests that measure all three types of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and even your cortisol levels. And these tests give me an idea of the hormone metabolism pathways and potential dysregulation of other hormones that is working together to cause a disruption in your estrogen metabolism. Now, let's talk about ways that we can address estrogen dominance. There is exercise and stress management, detoxing your environment, eating a predominantly plant-based diet, incorporating liver-supporting herbs, making sure you're taking a multivitamin with plenty of vitamins that are necessary cofactors for liver metabolism, and healing your gut. So let's start with exercise. Exercise supports our body's natural metabolic processes, It helps to shift the breakdown of estrogens toward the good estrogens versus the bad ones. Now, these estrogens, the good ones, these are easier for your body to break down, and they're less likely to cause negative symptoms. In addition, maintaining a healthy weight with adequate muscle mass promotes healthy hormone production. Now, stress management. I know... Given the state of the world that we're in right now, it seems virtually impossible to not be stressed. And our goal is not to be completely stress free, just based on being alive in this world that we're in right now, but to develop a healthy plan and ability to cope with our stress. When we are under chronic stress, it can lead to something called adrenal fatigue. And this is when our body uses up our cortisol which is the stress hormone made by your adrenal glands. Our body uses up all of the cortisol and begins to steal sex hormones, specifically progesterone, to produce it. So think of your body as, you know, working hard, you're going through a particularly stressful time in your life, and it's churning out cortisol, and it's like, crap. All right, our cortisol tank is getting low and she is going through it. So we need to make sure that we have enough to get her through this rough time. So, oh, we have progesterone. Well, okay, she's really going through a lot right now. So let's not even worry about the sex hormone piece. We need to take progesterone and turn that into cortisol to help her get through this stressful time. Well, by going through what's called the pregnenolone steal... This actually leads to an estrogen-dominant state because there isn't enough progesterone to do the sex hormone role that it normally does and to feed into the cortisol pathway. And if you want to know about more ways to manage your stress, go back a few episodes. I have a wonderful episode about holistic ways to manage your stress, and it includes a breathing exercise at the end, which I thought was pretty cool. Alright, detoxing your environment. I mentioned earlier about xenoestrogens. Now, xenoestrogens are man-made chemicals found in tap water, fragrances, birth control pills, toys, receipts, sunscreen, basically all forms of plastic, home furnishings, it's everywhere. These xenoestrogens are problematic because they mimic our own estrogen. But the issue is that it is over a thousand times more powerful than our own estrogen. And the greater number of exposures to these xenoestrogens leads to a greater impact on our health. It's basically a key, and estrogen is a similar key, and they both work for the same lock. But the issue is that the xenoestrogen key, while it's in that lock, once it gets into that lock, That's it. Like, it's going to be very difficult to pull the key out of the lock. So, our own estrogen really doesn't have a chance to displace it. And when the xenoestrogen key is in the lock, it has the ability to unlock the door, to lock the door, and to then trigger all of these actions that are good if estrogen is doing it, but if it's constantly being activated... Then it can cause even more issues. Another interesting point is that these chemicals tend to be stored in our fat cells and can negatively affect our ability to excrete or get rid of estrogen and this further leads to a dominant state as well as developmental, neurological, reproductive, and immunological effects. They have even been linked to infertility, obesity, diabetes, thyroid dysfunction, and large increases in many types of cancers over the last 40 years, especially breast and prostate cancers. Now, let's move on to plant-based diet. I know that was probably a little stressful for you, so let's just take a deep breath. And let's talk about some yummy veggies. Another way to address estrogen dominance is by following a predominantly plant-based diet that is rich in cruciferous veggies like broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. And that's because these veggies have compounds called DIM and sulforaphane, which are great for helping our liver break down estrogen. Fiber present in plants helps promote the breakdown and elimination of estrogen. Now, bacteria overgrowth in our colon actually leads to an increase in an enzyme called beta glucuronidase. And this enzyme breaks the bonds between estrogen and its recycling molecule, glucuronic acid. And this leads to the resorption of the estrogen rather than its elimination. So let me kind of break that down for you. When... We have estrogen circulating through our body. It's doing its thing in all the different tissues in our body. Eventually, it gets to the liver, and the liver is like, okay, estrogen, estrogen, you've done your thing. It's time to go. So it tags it with a compound called glucuronic acid. Think of glucuronic acid as a chaperone for estrogen. So estrogen has done its thing in the body, and... Liver is like okay, glucuronic acid, take estrogen on out of here. So it either escorts it through our colon and into our poop or into our kidneys and eventually our bladder through urine. But if we have a bacterial overgrowth in our colon, which can happen if you aren't taking any probiotics or If you have a history of taking frequent doses of antibiotics, you may have a what's called a gut dysbiosis, which is basically an imbalance between the good and bad bacteria in your gut. So that means that as glucuronic acid is holding hands with estrogen and taking it through the body. The bacteria actually makes an enzyme or like a scissor that cuts the connection between glucuronic acid and estrogen. So now estrogen is free and you may be dealing with some constipation. You're not going as frequently. So the estrogen is kind of hanging around in your stool like, all right, well, I'm still here, so I'm going to go back in circulation and it goes back into your bloodstream to hang around your body and do even more work when it should have been um, being excreted in your stool and in your urine. That's why it's super important to make sure that you are supporting your liver and your gut health, making sure that you are pooping frequently, you're staying hydrated, and like I was saying earlier, prioritizing cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and arugula into your diet. Now, these foods, when chewed up, they release a compound called indol 3 carbinol And that's a, a fancy chemical. But when combined in the stomach, it forms a compound called DIM. Now, DIM is a nutrient that helps support estrogen metabolism. It helps connect Glucuronic acid with estrogen to take estrogen out. So that's why cruciferous veggies are so important. And, you know, they don't taste bad. All right, next, liver supporting herbs. Now, your liver is responsible for metabolizing estrogen and it needs certain cofactors to kind of help that process along. And those cofactors are vitamins and minerals, like B vitamins. B6, folate, and B12, and a common mineral, magnesium. The liver uses those cofactors and enzymes to tag different chemicals, tag different hormones, and get them out of the body so they're not recirculating and doing more action than necessary. Now, if you have insufficiencies in these liver-supportive features like cofactors and enzymes, you may not be able to effectively metabolize estrogen. So fortunately, there are herbs like dandelion root and burdock root that help support this liver metabolism pathway and help your body get rid of the excess hormones. I've already talked about the vitamins that are cofactors, B vitamins and magnesium. And lastly, healing your gut, like I said, Once the liver processes estrogen for elimination, it is up to your gut to move it out. If you're experiencing constipation, there is a good chance that your estrogen isn't making its way out and instead going back into circulation in your body. Identifying and treating the root cause of your digestive issues is crucial when creating optimal hormonal health. The next time you feel constipated, Try and be mindful of how your next period feels symptom-wise. How does your skin look when you're getting ready for your cycle to start? What's your mood like? Are you having trouble sleeping? Experiencing any hot flashes? Tender breaths? If so, you may benefit from taking a deeper dive into hormone balancing. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share with a friend and I will catch you guys next time on the Black Girl's Guide to Natural Medicine. in your body. Now identifying and treating the root cause of your digestive issues is crucial when creating optimal hormonal health. Now the next time you feel constipated, try and be mindful of how your next period feels symptom-wise. How does your skin look when you're getting ready for your cycle to start? What's your mood like? Are you having trouble sleeping? Experiencing any hot flashes? tender breasts. If so, you may benefit from taking a deeper dive into hormone balancing. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, share with a friend, and I will catch you guys next time on the Black Girl's Guide to Natural Medicine.